Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Hampley III, pastor of Village Hills Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our Higher Together podcast. Village Hills Fellowship exists to reach the world for Christ through connection, compassion, community, and commission. And I'm excited to continue our series on pressing through the pandemic. Each message in this series focuses on different ways we can face our current seasons through faith, hope, and love. And today's message is on the power of connections. When unexpected events occur, sometimes we draw in rather than reaching out for help. There might be many reasons why we choose to face challenging seasons alone, but the message I want to leave with you is connections keep you connected. When you remain connected, you stay connected to Christ, committed to him, and you know that you're more than a conqueror through him. So let's keep listening to hear this message. Amen. Today, I want to speak about the power of connections. And if there's one thing that I want to want you to take away from this message is that connections keep you connected. Connections keep you connected. And when we think about this, I want you to think about the last time someone helped you when you was in a pinch, when you really needed help, support, maybe financial assistance, something that someone met the need for how thankful you may have been and some of the emotions and the feelings that you had during that time. Or even think about when you helped someone, how did it feel for you to be able to meet someone's need and to help them when they were in a pinch or when they needed help and support? It's huge. And so I want to share real briefly about a time when a friend of mine helped me and how a connection impacted my life when I needed help the most. Probably in... June of 2018, God told me that I needed to find a male friend. And when he said it, he said it in a way that it, it meant like I needed to do it now. And I needed to continue to talk with this individual or to engage in more communication. So there was about three people God put on my heart. And one of the individuals, as I prayed about, then was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to talk to James. And, and as I talked to James, I knew James several years prior from 2011 to 2012, We were stationed together in uh, South Korea. So we continued to talk throughout the years, but it wasn't very often. And it's nothing wrong with that. I think we have connections with certain people that we're connected to for a lifetime, but we may not connect all the time. But but as soon as we do call again, it's like you're catching up and it's just like it was yesterday that you were talking. But in this situation, God wanted me to reach out to him, but he didn't say why. He just told me to reach out to him. So we started talking beginning in June. As weeks and months went on, we began to speak more and more frequently. So we began from one day a week to two days a week to three days a week and so on till almost in October, we were talking almost every day about different challenges, things we're going through, encouraging one another, supporting one another and so forth. And when my father became sick, That's when I realized why God placed him in my life. There was so much going on in my life and James was able to help keep me focused. He was helping me to stay in the game. When there were moments when I was mad or I was angry and frustrated about different things, my emotions are all over the place. It was James that I was talking to. There were times I remember one day in particular, right after my father passed, I was talking to him for almost two or three hours. I went to the beach, I was in Los Angeles, at the time. And I left home and I went to the beach just to kind of clear my head. And I called him up 
And I was talking to him for about two or three hours and he was talking to me and, and encouraging me and reminding me of why I was there, reminding me of the things that, the, that God may have said in his word, what he's promised me, things that I've shared with him that God spoke to me about to encourage me and to keep me focused and to keep me connected in the moment and the things that I needed to do in that moment. And that was huge. That was a huge connection point. And it was always been my prayer that God would bless him for his connection and what he's done. And he's given his time to be able to help me during a difficult season of my life. And oftentimes that's what connections do for us. And we understand the importance of being connected to people and how they help us in our time of need. And then even as we can be used by God to be a help to someone else in their time of need. And I came to understand the importance of not only that connection, but all connections. So what this brings me back to my point, my initial point about connections keep us connected, even talking about James, or you're thinking about your situation that you've experienced, whether you've given or you've received, that connections bring encouragement, they bring clarity, focus, and a resetting oftentimes, but then they also stir this hopefulness. It stirs this opportunity for us to return back to our goals or to go after a goal or to seek something that we've desired and maybe we've kind of backed off or even slacked off on something that we may have given up on and someone comes to encourage us yet the more to be able to continue and to finish and to finish well. And that's why it matters. It matters because we should never go through life alone. And there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that may cause us to reach inward and to look inward instead of look outward and ask for help. Even as I was talking about my father and his health, as his health declined, and even in his passing, if God didn't tell me to reach out to James, I would have probably looked inward and not talked to anyone. I'd have went through that entire situation by myself. Even as I'm praying to God, seeking help, he answered my prayers for help by get, by sending James. He answered my prayer because he knew that in several months, you're going to need someone to connect with. You're going to need a connection that's going to keep you, keep you focused on me, that keeps you focused on taking care of your mom, keep you focused on honoring your father, keep you focused on helping everyone to come together. You're going to need that. And so I'm going to send it to you. And I'm thankful because it helped me to be able to see from a position of faith and hope rather than from a position of fear and doubt and anger and other, other emotions and feelings that I may have had during that time and season. And it helps us because someone else comes from an outside perspective to help us to see, see a situation maybe for what it really is or from that perspective to help us see, as I talked about, from a position of faith. And that's why it's so important. So I want to share with you very briefly four ways that connections can help us. And I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 12. And so I'm going to read it and then I'll go back and share with you those four points that I spoke on. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand, withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So breaking this down in these four areas that I want to point out, 
First one is in verse nine for work. Oftentimes there's going to be someone else that has a skill or a gift that we don't have. When I consider myself, I may not have the gifts and talents that I need. And, I, and I've known that and I've talked to others about certain things that I want to do in life or things that I know that God's called me to do, but I don't have that specific skill. But then I know and understand that God at some point is going to send a person that has that skill so that I can accomplish the things that he has for me to accomplish. Oftentimes there's going to be things that God sends in your life or asks you to do that you can do on your own, but there's going to be certain things that you cannot accomplish unless you have a specific connection. And the connection is going to help you do that. The right connection. We can be connected to a whole lot of people, but some of those connections don't help us move in positive directions. And I want you to understand that. But then in those connections that you have, you have a skill and gift that someone else needs and that will help them accomplish their purposes. And God allows you to, to meet with them and to connect with them to be able to accomplish them. That's when we look at, they'll have a good reward for their labor. And so there's going to be people in your life that you will connect with or people will connect with you to help you to accomplish a specific thing, to accomplish more than what you can do on your own. If you think about one through 10, maybe on my own, I can get to, to four, maybe five. But then when I'm connected to someone else, they'll help me to get to 10. Or if I'm at seven, they'll make up the difference and help me get to the 10. And that's what the connections help us to do when it looks like for work. Then the second thing I want us to consider is that there is help. Now here this, in verse 10, it says, if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he have not another to help him up. And sometimes we need physical support in the same way. If I fall, someone can reach down and help me up. Maybe if I'm going through a difficult situation, sometimes we're so emotional and so caught up in the circumstance that we're going through that we can't see it for what it really is. But then someone from the outside can see that. They can see what's going on because they don't address the situation possibly from an emotional stance as we are. And they can say, Hamp, this is what's going on in your life and these are the things I'm seeing and these things can help you to overcome. So let me help you in this way. As I said earlier, it could be financial support that someone may be, especially if you think about pandemic, someone we know may not be able to pay all their bills and maybe they're running behind on their rent, but then you have a little extra money. So you're like, you know what? I can help you with that. Let me help you and be a blessing to you in this manner. Or maybe that I know someone and I, I know a specific contact and I can connect you to to be able to help you to accomplish a specific goal. And that's how we receive help. The third thing is comfort. And this comes from verse 11. It says, again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? So then I'm thinking of empathy. I'm thinking of when I look at someone that I'm going to warm, that means I see what they're going through and I care enough to be able to address it and meet the needs so that we can be warm together. That means I don't leave anybody out. That means I rejoice with those who rejoice. I weep with those who weep. I'm going to see a need and then I'm going to use what I have to meet the need or if I have it physically or if I know someone, I'm going to try to seem to bring help in order to bring comfort. And our connections allow us to do that. Showing empathy allows us to do that, to be able to love others as we love ourselves. Or I want you to think about love in this way. 
Love gives others what they need the most. So when I look at someone and I understand them, I take the time to know, understand their situation, expressing empathy for them, and then being able to say, oh, I understand what they need and what they need most, and I'm going to do my best to be able to provide for them what they need because I'm connected to them and I care about what they're going through. That's important and it's huge. And the last one I want to speak on is war. War in verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And sometimes you need to be connected with someone because we're going to fight. There may be a physical fight that happens. And I'm not saying where someone's in the street just duking it out. I'm not talking about anything like that. But there may come a time of war. There may come a time of battle or some type of protection. Or even if you think of me, I'm from Compton, California. Oftentimes, I always had to think about how to protect myself, how to ensure that I wasn't going to be perceived as a threat to someone or to be perceived as prey. And so I always postured myself in a specific way. And sometimes the help that comes into my life is letting me know that this is how you protect yourself so that you don't seem as prey to someone or someone's not going to prey on you or possibly giving me strategy on how I can work through difficult situations, how I can war in the spirit, how I can be able to, to live successfully for Christ, how I can live as the victor that we all are in him. That's what those connections will remind me to do. And when, even when you think about your war cry is your worship. As I go through my circumstances and challenging situations, we worship our way through. My wife always speaks about that, worshiping your way through. So now worship becomes my war cry. So then I think of warring in a different fashion, but it helps me to overcome. It helps me to win the battle. It helps me to overcome the challenges that I face in my life. When we think about how to apply these four things, you're like, yeah, Hamp, those are real good to know, but what am I supposed to do now? So what I want you to understand now, when we consider connections keep you connected, I want you to be a connector or receive a connection. And I've been talking about that throughout. And that's what I want us all to consider and think about as we continue to apply this into our lives, because there's times when we're going to need to ask for help when you need it. And as I talked about a little bit earlier, Sometimes the hardest thing for people to do is to ask for help, is to look outward instead of looking inward. And so that we can be lifted out of those situations, that's what helps us to ask for help. But what that comes with first is humility, to be able to admit that I don't have all the answers and I need to seek God's help and I need to seek the help of those that he places in my life so that I can be able to overcome the situation or to find my way out of it. Because I don't always know. I don't always understand my situation or what to do. And even for me, I'll share a story real quickly with the with our, our car. I've been having challenges for weeks with our car. The battery's been dying and I, and I really don't know how to fix it. I've We've replaced the alternator. The alternator was bad. But since then, I mean, battery after battery has died. I think I'm on battery number four. I took it back to the auto shop that, that fixed the car and that replaced the alternate originally. I replaced the battery completely, like I said, four times, and I was completely at a loss for what to do next. I'm outside and I'm playing around with the battery. I'm actually putting the battery back in the car, the brand new one, but I wasn't going to connect it. So I was like, okay, I, I turned it on, make sure everything worked. I looked at all the switches to make sure they were off. 
when I was still at a loss with what, what to do with this car next, then my neighbor across the street just asked me how I was doing and what was going on with my car. And as I'm talking to him, he just says, why don't you just take your car to the dealership? And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, wow. I had not thought, I've taken my car, my truck to the dealership, but I never thought about taking the car to the dealership. So the situation still isn't resolved because I have a, a upcoming appointment, but I know that it will be, and I'll be able to testify about that at some point. But I understood there that I needed to receive help when it's sent. And sometimes we won't, we don't always do that. We don't always take the time to receive the help that God sends us. And we get to this place where we ignore it because we want to look to be faithful to God, not realizing that he's sending help. And I think about the story, and you may have heard this before, about the man that was stranded on his roof and there, and there was flooding. And so he's stranded on the roof. The water is at his roof. And a man comes by on a rowboat and says, hey, you know, I got this rowboat. And I got space for one more. Come on, jump in. And the man says, no, you know what? I got faith in God. I'm waiting for him to deliver me. Go ahead and go on. I'm waiting on God. Then someone comes in a speedboat. They rush in and they say, hey, I got space for one more. Jump on in. He says, no, you know what? I'm waiting on God. I'm dependent on him. I got faith in him that he's going to deliver me. Go ahead and go on. The water continues to rise up. It rises up to where he only has a little bit of space left on the roof and he really doesn't have a lot of room to move. So then a helicopter comes, lowers a, a ladder down and the man yells out, the pilot yells out, hey, get on the ladder, come on up and we'll deliver you, we'll save you. He says, no, I'm waiting on God. I've prayed, I have faith, believing that he's gonna save me. The, reluctantly, the, the pilot leaves and the man ends up drowning. When the man comes before God, he asks him like, God, I believe that you would save me. I believe that you would help me. I had faith in you. And God said, son, I, I sent you a, a rowboat. I sent you a speedboat and I sent you a helicopter, but you didn't take any of the things that I sent. You didn't accept their offer. And oftentimes God does that for us. He sends us. And, and if you think about the story, he was sent three different opportunities to be delivered. So it wasn't that God said, hey, I'm going to send you one and that's it. There are times when God will send us help after help after help, resource after resource, and we have to be able to accept it. And sometimes we have to be humble enough to receive what God is, is sending us because he sends us people that will help us or he sends us to people to help them. So in this closing, in this message, I just want to remind you that connections keep you connected. And I want you to remember the power of the connections that you have in your life and the power of what you all can provide to one another. But the greatest of the connections that we can have is that with God. He desires to be connected with each of us to experience his love and forgiveness and his grace and mercy. And in John 17, 21 to 23, he says, Jesus says, I pray that they may all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. As we are unified with Jesus and he with the Father, it will be all of us unified together. 
so that the world will know Jesus. And as we connect with him, we will live like him. We will look like him and we will love others so that they may know we are his disciples. I pray that the Lord will bless you through this message. I pray that as you continue throughout this week, you will consider the power of your connections. And even if it's your children, if it's your spouse, your coworkers, even people you meet on the street, that you will understand the importance of being connected to them and making sure that you remember that you may give something or to them, or you may receive something, knowing that you can help one another to achieve our purposes together, and that together we will be able to display the love of God for others. I pray God will bless you, and he'll keep you throughout this day. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for today's message. I pray you are encouraged to allow your connections to keep you connected. This message on connections reminds me on the one that inspired me to become a Christian. The pastor spoke on being connected to the power source, speaking of Jesus, and I wanted to be connected to him. If you would like to know more about Jesus, becoming a Christian, or desire prayer, please email us at love at vhills.church or go to our Facebook page at Village Hills Fellowship. We pray you've enjoyed this broadcast and will come back to listen to more of our messages or even connect with us throughout the week. Most of our connections occur virtually and the best way for us to remain connected is through our Facebook group, Village Hills Fellowship. If you would like to engage in God's Word daily and read with us, join me in the YouVersion Bible app. Once you download the app, look me up, Hamp Lee III, that's H-A-M-P Lee and then the third, the I-I-I. We connect with other believers around the world using group devotionals throughout the year. Well, that's it for this week. So until we connect again, Yolanda and I pray the Lord will bless you and keep you. May he smile on you and be gracious. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. God bless.